0: Welcome everyone to Coaching the Session. My name is Michael Reardon, and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about my most recent blog, Enslaved to Our Intellect. And when we think about the word enslaved, we probably think about something negative. We think about the time in history where people were captive and they didn't have the freedom to choose for what they wanted, to leave, to live a life that they wanted. So that was enslavement. However, we are living in a modern society where enslavement is a different definition now. Similar to how people can just change a definition, similar to how the CDC likes to change definitions. We are going to change definition of what enslavement means. It's no longer bonds or the bondage of people per se. It's going to be changing into how our mind is going to be put into a jail cell and not free to think and to move accordingly to how human nature naturally is. Because typically, what we would do as humans is try to make sure we have a sustainable life. Yet, time and time again, especially in our current times, we don't do things to sustain our life. We expect things to be sustained in our life. What does that mean, Michael? Things are not sustained already? Well, let's look at the shortages, for example. People don't have food. There's no baby formula. There's Going to be many things happening. Inflation is high and a lot of problems, right? Now, what can we do in order to mitigate some of those problems so they're not so big of a problem? Well, what if you started your own garden? If you started your own garden, you wouldn't need to have to worry about that 8.3 inflation because the food you grow is going to be free to you, right? You might have had to pay for the seeds. But now you're growing a bunch of cucumbers, a bunch of tomatoes, and yeah, you're not going to be able to live off just cucumbers and tomatoes. You can definitely try, but you need some proteins, you're going to need some other things too, but it's a start. So we don't necessarily do that. We just go to the grocery store, we order out, our life has become easy. And what that has done has made us less ambitious to go out and do different things. So that means we are not going to go grow our own food. We don't have to go hunt because everything is provided for us. Our life has become easy. But how did that easy happen? Did it just happen overnight? No, through the use of technology. So technology has played a huge role into us getting into a different state of the world, state of mind. And though the mind is going to be powerful, powerful, too smart for its own good, technology plays a huge role too because it's taking away some of that energy our brain would naturally use and we're just giving it to a computer, a device. So we're gonna be talking about that in today's episode of Coaching in Session and that's a lot, that's a huge pill to swallow. But as always, if you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment and subscribe and share this video, and to help continue to build a community of people trying to get to a better and stronger mindset. Now, getting into the blog, we head over to ReverendConcepts.com, and then we're going to, of course, go to Resources, and then we're going to head over to Blogs. And the most recent blog is going to be Enslaved to Our Intellect. Now, of course, I have it pulled up for everyone who's watching the video, for audio people, You can go on your cell phones, and then you go to the resources tab, and then blog will be there also. Now, when you read this article, enslaved to Our Intellect, you will notice it goes in order for how it will make sense to the brain. And I'm not going to do that to my listeners to have people listen to me read this blog, right? You can do that yourself. What I will tell you is that this blog starts off by talking about the problem of the brain, Then it talks about what we need in order for us to change that. And then we talk about what is happening as a result of us allowing our brain to be diminished and allow technology to replace our original thinking patterns. So we have to understand something that when we are using our mind, our brain, and we're going throughout our day, our brain has one job to keep us alive. That is the job of the brain, to keep us alive and to not use as much energy as much as possible. So it's going to look for low energy tasks. It's not going to push itself. If it can be easy, the brain loves easy. If it's a challenge, the brain doesn't like that. If it's fear, the brain doesn't like that because fear equals challenge. So one of the first things that we have to understand is that, again, the brain wants to conserve as much energy as possible. And then we get into what the brain likes, because everyone's going to be different. I might like going to the beach, and you might not like the beach because there's too much sand on the beach, and every time you go to the beach, there's going to be sand in your shoes and in your car, so you avoid the beach at all costs. But for me, I might enjoy the beach. So depending on what you like, you're going to have a different type of motivator. Now that motivator is going to be something that you can utilize to help you get to the next level. Because if you are not trying to get to the next level, then you're just staying exactly where you are. And then the next thing we have to look at is we have to see what we do as something as good. So we might sit down on the sofa It's a low energy activity and we watch a program and we see the program as good because we enjoy the program. But how about if we switched it instead of being on the sofa, I'm going to be in the gym and instead of me watching TV, I'm going to go on the treadmill. And then if you know anything about the treadmills nowadays, there's TVs on the treadmill. So you can actually get that same TV, but be active. That's a mindset shift. People think that they say, well, I don't want to go to the gym or the gym is too far or I'm too tired. I understand. It's an excuse because we're only going to be as tired as we allow ourselves to be. And there's going to be some days where you say, I need rest rather than going to the gym. So we have to learn that balance, but we do have to understand, okay, am I not pushing myself because I'm lazy or I'm not pushing myself because I'm truly exhausted And that is going to take a coach sometimes to help you or an awakening. Because many people think that they put in a lot of work every day. But guess what? You have a lot more to give than you are giving. Many people leave some of that energy behind in their yesterdays. And then they regret that in their tomorrows. So we have to learn how to make sure we can get every bit of energy out of our body. But enslaved to our intellect is going to be a little bit more deeper than just looking at, okay, I am not doing something. I'm trying to save energy. There's going to be a critical component in being enslaved to what the world or what society has done with technology. So we're going to get into that right now. There was a study at Macquarie University that was testing or was doing work on our cell phones Or is technology lowering our cognitive levels, human cognitive levels, critical thinking? Now, the study shows, yes, it is. Yes, there were some good components there too. But what we did lose was the ability to critically think. Now, what does critically thinking mean? I remember when I was in third grade and they wanted us to get into critical thinking, right? We would read a sentence and they wanted us to Say something beyond that sentence. That's a skill that many people don't learn. Now, when I was a teacher, I didn't necessarily see that as frequent as, okay, we need to critically think. It was there. But I remember when I was in third grade, it was like drilled into my head, maybe because I went to a Catholic school and they wanted critical thinking to be something that was forefront in our brain. But what I can tell you now is that the art of critical thinking is going to be Almost a lost art form, similar to how some people say people don't have common sense anymore. Now, I can see that too, where people are doing things and they don't see the cause and effect. Many people just go along with what society says. Many people just do what they're told and they don't question authority. Now, it's going to be a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because should we question people who are in power or should we have our own opinion and then say, well, this is my opinion, this is my belief? And then figure out the pros and the cons, and then coming to a conclusion in the end. Now, we might get there, but for many people, they're going to look for the answers right on their smartphone. Now, I remember when you're young, you will probably have a teacher saying you're not always gonna have a calculator in your pocket and that's why you have to learn math. Well, guess what? Now we do have a calculator in our pocket 24 seven almost. So what does that necessarily mean? We don't have to learn math anymore because we have a smartphone. Or should we still learn math, all the bits of history that we need to know, read books, not be on iPads? There's much to technology that we are starting to take the olden times for granted. Now, I would give nothing more to be back in the 1990s with your rotary phones and going outside if you wanted to have fun. And of course, technology was coming up and they had Nintendo They had Game Boys, and that was fun and everything. And now today we have Nintendo Switches, we have Oculuses, where you can put something over your head and it seems like you're in that world. We're taking the living out of life. We are so enthralled by technology where we're saying, I would rather live in a world of technology than to live in the real world. I remember when Avatar first came out, this was in the 2000s or in the early 2000s, that movie movie was new right it was so different where yes it was a long movie almost three hours but the movie offered a sense of which world is real the world I'm connecting to or the world that I am living so the world we're living is going to be our human world and then the world we connect to is going to be our virtual world so technically when he turned into the avatar guess what he was in a virtual world but that became his way of thinking. And long story short, after the movie, people were not happy with life, so they didn't want to live anymore because their life wasn't as good as what it was in Avatar, the virtual life. We can see the good and the bad in our life. That's going to be something we have to focus on, though. Many people think I'm having this life because of circumstances because of someone else, we put off the blame. But we have a cure. But that cure is not so much a cure, but an escape. So that's why we can come home and we can go in front of our TVs. We can go on our smartphones when we're bored or when we feel uncomfortable. That is our tool for escape. And many people don't see their smartphones as something as destructive. They see it something as a necessity. Yeah, you're going to stay connected. You're going to be able to FaceTime your family and your loved ones, and you're going to be able to stay up with all the latest trends. Yes, that's a good thing. But at the same time, is that going to be too much for the brain? Many people don't even think past, okay, well, I'm going to spend seven hours on my phone a day. What does that do to me? What does that do to my communication? Many people don't even realize past, all right, I'm on my cell phone. What am I doing? They would rather just flick Instagram, TikTok, watch little videos. But what does that bring them? Maybe a little bit of joy. But does that bring them true joy, right? Any fulfillment from watching a video? Maybe. But the probability is quite low because there is going to be a difference between actual fulfillment and then temporary fulfillment. And what the phone typically will give us is temporary fulfillment. I'm doing something on my phone and this is making me feel better and then after I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to do it again, I'm connected to my phone. So we are enslaved to technology. We're enslaved to the intellect of who we are because at some point someone said, I'm going to create this cell phone. I'm going to create the internet and they had that idea because they wanted to create easier times for people. Now, Yes, we do want easy times because, again, the brain is naturally lazy. So the way we think is, how can I be more efficient in my days? So now the brain or the body doesn't even have to work extra hard. That's extremely efficient. Now, when we look at technology in the sense of agriculture, building, engineering, that's going to be good types of intellect, good types. Of technology because we're learning how to be more efficient. Imagine if we still had farmers having to go out, pick every ear of corn, getting every green bean, picking every blueberry. That's going to be a lot of work. So we have technology, we have machinery that can do that job with a few people rather than needing a bunch of people. And that was going to be tying in why was slavery a thing? Well, people used slaves to pick crops, whether it be cotton, berries, corn. It doesn't necessarily matter what they picked, what they did, but they were extra hands. And now we can have robots do most of the work. Heck, we even have robots who can flip burgers. So you might be going to the drive-thru one day, someone opens up the window But there's not someone there. It would just be maybe a robot or something saying, well, you know, welcome to McDonald's. And then your food is just on a tray and it's given to you. Not so far off if we think about it because we have cars that can drive themselves. So why can't we have a restaurant that runs itself? There's already kiosks where you can get a pizza where as long as you are there in person, you click in your order of what you want. The machine does what it's supposed to do. And a hot and ready pizza is coming out to you in the next 10 minutes or so. So yes, we have learned something in our society that is going to be called instant gratification. Give me what I want as quick as possible. So we get our boredom solved from being on our smartphone. We get the answers from searching on Google. We get our food from going on DoorDash or Favor or going to fast food restaurant, in a sense, we are just living in a bubble. And people wonder why, well, why is it so difficult to get out of our comfort zone? Technology. Technology can do so much for us that we don't have to do for ourselves. So why should we push ourselves when we can have technology do the work? So we were so smart, we created all this technology, but in the end, it dumbed us down, per se, it made us weaker, per se, it made us less ambitious. So how can we get that ambition back? Because we have to understand, all right, I understand that technology has played a pivotal role in society, but now is having a detrimental effect on the way we think. How can we get back to that way of thinking? How can we get back to the old school way of being intelligent to think critically and to be masters of communication? Well, guess what? We have to do the work. Many people don't want to show up every single day. They wake up, they hit the snooze button, and they curse the day that they have to go to work. So on Monday, they curse the day all the way up to Friday. Saturday and Sunday, they get a reprieve and they enjoy themselves but then they're doing it the same way again. So we look for an escape, we look for a means to find happiness, find joy, but we don't, we just cover everything up. I want you to pay attention the next time you're bored. What do you do? Do you go out and say, okay, well, I'm going to do something enjoyable, or do you pick up your smartphone and start scrolling? We're enslaved to that technology to that intellect of who we once were. Because, yes, we can start to think critically and start walking around with books and be more profound in the way we live. But that's not society. It's easy to not be more in your life. So, yeah, many people are not going to push. Many people are just going to accept what they get. And that's life. So we are walking around basically, the world was just zombies on the smartphone. Go to New York, California. You're gonna see everyone with their head down, walking around on their cell phones, doing something, busy work. They don't even look up and make eye contact anymore. So in a way, we have a modern day zombie apocalypse or modern day type of enslavement where our phones are going to be our captors. They captivate our attention. And we look for them for everything we need. Oh, I need my phone to make a call. Oh, I need my phone to order some food. Oh, I need my phone to entertain me. Rather than looking on the inside, looking on who you are, what you're able to accomplish, and then doing that. Not saying technology is a bad thing, but saying that we're utilizing in a way that's taking away the human condition, that's taking away the human job of thinking critically, because a phone is just going to be programmed to think in a certain way, to answer questions in a certain way. We have the ability to see a situation, insert our opinion, insert our belief, and then come up with a final solution, or our final thought process on that said situation. So going back into the blog, of course, Enslaved to Our Intellect is going to say, many different things and today is going to be a brief summarization of this blog because we do have to read this blog to get an understanding of step by step this is what's happening and what i'm telling you is a brief overview of how our mind is going to be captive and enslaved to technology and how our intellect is taking a toll because we are choosing not to critically think we are choosing not to be more in our life so a must-read blog, enslaved to our intellect, out now. And I'm sure at this point you're probably thinking, well, I don't want to be enslaved to my phone. I'm not going to be a slave to my phone. I'm going to be the person, I'm going to be the boss of, of my body, my body, my choice, right? But then at the same time, that's what we go for. We look for an opinion and we find a like community Because if you find a like mindset, that's not necessarily what we should be doing anymore. Many people join communities because they have a like mindset. What you should be looking for is finding people with growth mindsets. Because if you have a fixed mindset and you're around like-minded people with fixed mindset or negative mindsets, guess what? Now you have a bunch of people. We have a fixed mindsets or negative mindsets, and that's not helpful to who you are. So yes, technology has done a great job of putting everyone in a bubble of "this is my community, this is my home, these are my people." But those like-minded people might be the anchors that are stopping you from reaching great success in your life. So yes, are you enslaved to technology? Enslaved to what society has corralled you into thinking? Yes. And if you read the blog, you're going to understand I'm right. Because we do have the ability to be more in our life. And if you're not giving 100% every single day, why? That's one of the most profound questions to ask yourself. Why am I not being more today than I was yesterday? Because if not, there's going to be a mindset that has to be adjusted. And that's typically going to be ours. As society changes, we have to constantly switch and adjust our mindset. It's a constant flux, I know, and it's going to be a lot of work to constantly change and to appropriate what's right for any given time. But what we have to understand is that we are the people who decide our future. Not a community, not our cell phones, not Twitter or social media, us. What do we believe in? And then what we believe in is it good, is it positive, Does it bring about a sense of higher self and higher development for the human mind? If it does, then you're probably on the right path. But if it's going to be filled with opinion, if it's going to be filled with negativity and hate, you're probably going down a road where later in life you're going to have a dilemma, a trauma, and you're not going to know how to deal with it because you allowed yourself to get to a point that you're not able to handle it mentally. So don't get to that point. Handle your mindset today. My name is Michael Wearden. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingincession at gmail.com. I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching In Session. Until then, everyone take care.